Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Let's talk about one of the sad songs, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter by Reba McIntyre. It's your sort of second Reba charting song. Yeah, that song uh, was the fastest rising number one Reba ever had. It was number one in eight weeks after it came out. There was a book called The Heart is a Lonely Hunter and a movie. Did you read the book? I wanted to know that. No. I just go to bookstores and if I, and I look through stuff and I walk down there and if I see something that caught my eye... Or, I don't even think that I brought it up. I think Kim Williams brought it up. It's been a while. We wrote that, and Reba had already recorded her album, whatever album that was on. They were all done. Somehow there was one song in there. Apparently she didn't she didn't like it that well or something. And so she heard our song, and it became the last song on there, and it, it became the big song. But it's the last song they recorded. Same way with Running Behind on Tracy Lawrence. They were all done with the album, and they took a song off and put our song on at the very end. But The Hardest and Lonely Hunter was the producer now, Dan Huff. He had just come to town. He's a great guitar player, and he's the guitar player on The Hardest and Lonely Hunter, and it really, really helped sell it. I kind of felt like it got a different style of piano from you. I kind of wrote in my notes like a Bruce Hornsby style. I don't know if... Maybe it's an Ed Hill style. Bruce copied you. Uh, I don't know about that. You know, do you remember writing the piano line on this? I don't think I think I was playing guitar that day. Oh, you were? <laughs> I didn't play piano. That was all in the studio. It was a lot easier to bring a guitar than a portable piano because it's just easier to haul around. And I would write a lot on that. So it all depends where I was and what was available. I, you write different songs, you know. I have a lot of girl songs singles and just in general girl songs that got cut because it was you know I, I i guess i had an epiphany one time i was like look at this is this is hard getting getting guy songs cut i'm gonna write girl songs and see if i can get them cut because first of all there's more liberty to say things girls will say more things than the guys would the guys are just partying on the truck and drinking beer but the women actually were we're talking about, you know, heartbreak and talking about more things. Like if you take, for example, it matters to me, whatever you say and how far, whatever you say and how far are Martina McBride singles, those three songs, how far, whatever you say, it matters to me, are all the same concept. It's a woman talking to a man about, I'm going to leave if we don't figure this out. Like it, right now, it depends on whatever you say whether I stay or whether I go. Same thing with how far do I got to go? Do I have to just leave or can we figure this out? Same thing with it matters to me. 
when we don't talk, when we don't touch, it matters to me. I don't know if I can do this. So I didn't know it at the time, but those are all three the same concept. But it gives a woman something to talk about. I was like when Sarah Evans came to town, I started using her to sing demos. She got mad at me because one of her demos, the same record label, they give it to Martina. Like Sarah Evans sang Whatever You Say in the studio as a demo. And then when she took it over to play it for RCA, they all gave it to, to Martina. And then she got mad at me. I had nothing to do with it. But I'm really glad Martina did it, you know. So you never know, you know, uh, how that's going to work. But Well, I find it interesting that you were so capable of writing songs from a female perspective. And, and I think a lot of your songwriting is not so much autobiographical, it seems to me, from having read your book. Uh, did you draw on your personal life or, or how did you put yourself in someone else's shoes? You know, I don't know other than the fact that feelings really get to me. If I look back, I've been told my bread and butter are emotional songs, you know, big ballads or whatever. The thing is, you know, they're always looking for, give me up-tempo positive, up-tempo positive. But the songs that last through time, a lot of times aren't that. They're a great big song, you know. Just getting them cut is hard. I don't have the answer to, to any of that. It's just lucky and a lot of miracles, you know. I'm still doing it. I just don't do it at the pace a publisher wants or whatever. I'm trying to do something I really like, but uh, it's such a rigged system. Last year, I had a, a song I wrote with Billy Lawson called My Friend Fred, and it's about drug addiction. Sammy Kershaw begged us to do it, and he didn't have a record deal. And so we're like, yeah, go ahead. And he did it. It was an independent thing. It got to 39 on the charts, and the video to number one on uh, Taste of Country for seven weeks in a row, and all of a sudden, it was gone. The whole song was gone, not to be heard because when they when they find out something's doing good and it's not a major label, it's, it's all the payola or all the stuff intertwined with iHeart. And, you know, this is all run by so few people, they nix it. And so it's not a fun business to be in when you look at on the inside, unless you've got something where you're on the inside. I mean, luckily, I got uh, most people are good cut by Luke Bryan, who's never done a song like that. And I'm surprised he did it. But I think his mother talked him into it. But that song shot to number one because it was a real song. It wasn't just crap about, you know, getting with a chick. You know, I mean, it was like it was before everybody else was writing them, too. It's just getting over the hump. A record label and an artist has to feel like your song is going to propel their career. It's going to make them elevated into another you know, whereas when they write the songs themselves, I'm not going to get an album cut anymore. You know, album cuts used to make money. They don't make any money anymore, you know, but I'm not going to get one because the artist is going to have their name on everything. The only time I'm going to get a cut is if they think it's going to be a career record. So that's quite a challenge if you think about it, you know, and but that's the way it's kind of always been to some degree. Like, I'm not here to write a piece of shit. You know, I'm just not. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. It's time. You know, well, you know, the people that I idolize, songwriters that came before me are, are in my class of, you know, the years or whatever. They're that way, too. You know, I mean, I have all the respect in the world for these people that are in the National Songwriters Hall of Fame, you know, and uh, 
Maybe I'll get in there before I die. I don't know, but it's not my call. We're going to get you in there. Ed, Ed you, you know, you touch on this in your book. You quoted Mark Twain. The difference between the almost right word and the right word is really a larger matter. Tis the difference between the lightning bug and the lightning. I, I ask songwriters this question all the time. How do you know when you're done with the song, when it, when it has that feeling? Every song's different, and there's not a, there's not a hard and fast rule. Here's what you what you think about that really help you out when you're writing a song. It'll never be worse than where you are. Like, say you think you're done. Okay, it'll never be worse than that. So only only to get better. So you just you know I don't know who you think you are, but why don't you just look at it some more? Can you make it better anywhere? One word, anything, a melody, anything. Can you eliminate something? Bob McDill, who's wrote great songs, you know, and he's got all the awards. He said, you got to take out all the bondo. You got to take out everything that holds it, you know, take it all out. You want simplicity. You want none of that. Every word counts. And it's like, so when you're looking at it, man, can you make it better? Sometimes it's best to sleep on it. Maybe you have to sleep on it for two weeks. Maybe you don't. One of the songs I'm most proud of is How About Them Cowgirls by George Strait. Walked in at 10 o'clock in the morning. By 12 o'clock, the song was on hold for George Strait. It was done, and they already had it in his camp. I've never had that happen before. And it's one of the most complicated, best written songs I've ever done. That's just persistence and determination, which goes back to uh, Napoleon Hill's laws of success. Persistence and determination. And that's what a farmer is. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 